And welcome to the Friday morning edition of the PHLY Eagles podcast. Bo Wolf here, Zach Berman there. He told me seconds ago, looked at me in the eyes and said, let's have a good show. So let's have a good show, Zach. Well said. I get excited for this. You said it has to be like John Henderson and slap me on the face, which I'm sure you've wanted to do at some point. Uh, during these past no, never. four minutes or Maybe four myself, years. Maybe myself, yeah. There you go. Probably uh, something you wish to do with yourself at like, you know, when we've got a 2 a.m. podcast, but uh, those may be days of the past. Thankfully. I, 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 I always take show notes, and one of the notes I received yesterday is that when you give me these questions at the start of the show or the middle or the end, whenever it may be, mm-hmm. I, should bring the, I, sh- I should turn them back to you. Uh, so you oh, asked me yesterday... Oh, so you're just going to revisit something from yesterday? Okay. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You asked me at the start of the show yesterday if I'm more cognizant. I don't think you used the word cognizant. I do of of my wardrobe now that we're on the screen five days a week year-round. Are you more cognizant of your wardrobe? Are, are you paying I've, more attention? I've been attention in the market for, ma- for making a, a few additions to the okay. wardrobe. Yeah, this, this is not one of them. But, but uh, actually, yesterday, the hoodie that I wore was a, was a new hoodie. So uh, there you go. Something to look forward to then, to figure out kind of which days you're yeah, incorporating absolutely. new clothing. The sickos can really, uh, can really follow along. You know, you don't want to repeat too early. Mm. You know, this is, this is our second week. No repeats yet. How about you? I haven't repeated yet. Okay. But uh, yeah, I I think over the course of time I'll probably introduce more as we get yes mm. as, as we get uh, maybe show a little more skin. I, I think I'm showing the proper add, amount of skin. Add some sex appeal to this show for the for the audit for the video viewers. I think this show has the appropriate amount of sex appeal. Well, I think there's always room to add a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, Zach, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, for the very first time this week, we have, uh, or you have, talked to players in the locker room. So we're going to talk about what A.J. Brown said about uh, last week's sideline kerfuffle, uh, what Jalen Hurts said, what Nick Sirianni said, what Devontae Smith said. We have some injury updates based on the practice report from this week. We will get to a few more thoughts on the matchup between the Eagles and Bucks, as this is our last show before the game. And we've got the second edition of Goose Wisely before our crystal bald eagle predictions at the end. But why don't we start, Zach, with uh, what I think is uh, the big news from yesterday. You wrote about it on allphly.com. A.J. Brown uh, talking and addressing the um, what he said was a, a .5 out of 10, but what Nick Sirianni said was a 2 out of 10. What did, what did you learn from A.J. Brown? Yes, A.J. Brown was, was there before he took questions. He had something he wanted to say first. I will read it verbatim here. Okay. So we have that on, on record because A.J. wanted it on record. And, of course, this is referring to what happened in last Thursday's game when cameras caught A.J. and Jalen Hurts in a spirited sideline conversation. How about Bermbatum? I feel like that could be a, a where I, yeah. where I read the quote You just quote read out. a quote. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, so this is what AJ said, verbatim. I prefer verbatim, <laughs> okay. honestly. First, I want to address what happened on Thursday. And after I address it, I just want to focus on Monday night because that's the only thing important. So on Thursday, the sideline discussion, I want you all to know that's what it was. It was a discussion. It's a game that we both love, and I want everybody to understand that sometimes emotions are high, and that's kind of what happened. That doesn't mean it's the end of the world. That doesn't mean I'm beefing with Jalen. Also, I want you all to know, no, it was not about targets. I'm sure everybody thought that because he threw me the ball three plays in a row afterwards. But no, it was not over there, uh, it, it was not over there discussing targets or whatever the case may be. It was something that happened earlier, and we was having a discussion about it. So I know everybody took that out of context, but it's not a big deal. Me and him are still on the same page. We're still growing. We're still trying to become great and get wins, most importantly. But the reason why I left after the game is because I had my emotion was high, so I had to remove myself because I know all you all want a story and you all doing your job, and I don't hold any one of, of, of you all for it, but I just had to clear my mind before I get in front of you all. So that's, that's what he said before uh, he took questions, and he was, he was very upfront. He was honest. He, he said uh, that he's okay having these uncomfortable conversations. He did not think it was a big deal. Like you referenced, he thought it was a 0.5 out of 10. Do you um, believe that? So a few things here. First off, he, it was enough that he was so emotional after the game that he did not want to talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Now, like we've discussed, I, I think that spirited conversations are fine. It's a good thing, right? Like you should, if you're in a competitive environment and you're a competitive person and, and you want to succeed, um, it's okay. You shouldn't run away from confrontation. You shouldn't run away from difficult conversations. So I, I, I have no objection to doing that. We don't know the context of it. I, I, I don't, I don't know if it was, uh, I don't think it's a huge deal. I, I mean, I mean, a little, uh, there's a little bit of, uh, like my, my side, my, my our sideline conversation was not a big deal. T-shirt is causing a lot of questions already answered by my T-shirt thing going on here. Like <laughs> okay. the fact that he has to begin the week with a prepared opening statement and is like, well, he, this he was not a big deal. And it was not yeah. about targets, like all this stuff. I mean, it's not, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. But it's not. And that's not to say that it's not something that happens yeah, all the exactly. time, and that that's it's not something that is going to, you know, that that, that it is something that's going to linger. That's that's all fine. But it was a big deal in the moment, and as you said, it was a big enough deal that he was feeling yeah. too emotional to be able to talk about it after the game. I agree with you with all that. My point is is just like the idea that there's a spirited conversation on the sideline is not a big deal to me. Sure. Because a, I would expect that to happen. Like, you're out there hitting people and getting hit, and then on the sideline, you're supposed to be mm -hmm. apathetic, right? Like sure. It, it's an emotional game. So, I think that's fair, yeah. yeah. So, I thought so, it was interesting when he said that uh, he thought that Sirianni made it worse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what, what Bo's referring to is, is he thought that, that when, when Nick interjected, it made it look worse yeah. than it was. Yeah. Do you buy that? Well, yeah, I mean, it did make it look worse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, actually, it was brought up to AJ that... 
it might have also made it look worse because he was wearing the visor. And AJ was like, no, it was a good thing I was wearing the visor because you would have right. seen how I, was, how I looked in Now, when moment. he says it wasn't about targets, what, what do you think that, I mean, if you're just speculating, what, what, do you have any guesses? Like there was, a specific play or? Yeah, my guess is, and, and again, I'm just speculating here. It's, it's probably not a good thing to do. But if he says it's not about targets, my assumption is, is there was a miscommunication on a play right. that, that they were trying to clear up. Um, and they did it in a spirited way. But I, I think the Target's story is it's relevant. It's, it's going to be a story throughout the season. I asked him about that, how, how they manage this on a week-to-week basis, because invariably there's going to be a guy who has the, the short you. end of the stick. Bless you. Uh, and he said, uh, he said, you want my honest answer? Whenever someone says you want my honest answer, the answer is always yes. <laughs> I don't want the manufactured one. I want the honest one. He said, it's about who gets hot and who stays hot. That's who we feed off. To be honest, we're selfless guys. We love each other. Like last week, I was so excited. He, being Devontae, was out there bowling. He had a Randy Moss moment type of game. You can't really worry about it. Whatever. Uh, and then he said, he said, whenever you get your opportunity, you got to make the most of it. Uh, he said, when it rains, it pours, right? So that... He thinks, you know, when the targets come, they come in, they come in waves, similar to how we describe sacks. Okay. Yeah. Do you think this is the end of this? Well, do I think it's the end of it? They have the 29th ranked passing offense. They're passing for under 200 yards a game. If this... Well, keep, bottle that because uh, let's, let's... Uh, use this to also discuss like Jalen Hurts' press conference yes, yesterday okay, yeah. in which he is like, oh, I don't understand. I thought wins were the, were the only thing that mattered. All of a sudden, I'm getting questions about our offense. Like, what, uh, What's the deal? Meanwhile, out of the same side of his mouth, he's saying the standard is the standard. Yeah. But you asked him, and he won't say what the standard is. And so, like, yeah, the, the passing offense, as you said, 29th in the league, and, and that's just total yards. Uh, the efficiency of it is not very good right now. It's only been two weeks. That's fine. But... Yeah, if you are a team with Super Bowl aspirations, squeaking by with two wins is, is not the same thing as, as looking good. Yeah, so, and I'm happy you brought that up, and we'll get to that. To answer the question succinctly, okay. uh, I think that, and this kind of ties into, into that, if, if the passing offense continues to look like this, this is absolutely going to be an issue because A.J., Devontae, and Dallas all want theirs, and they yeah. should, right? When, when you're a high-level player, and, and you're capable of being a top option. And, you know, last year, A.J. set the franchise record for receiving yards. Devontae set the franchise record for receptions. Dallas Goddard was on his way to a 1,000-yard season. Uh, when you're that type of player, you're not there to block for DeAndre Swift running for 175 yards. You're there to be a high-powered offense, right? Uh, and, and so I think that... I imagine this is going to get rectified. They're going to pass the ball more. They're going to pass the ball more effectively. And as Brian Johnson said on Wednesday, over the course of the year, it's going to, the law of averages, it's going to average itself out. But if the passing game continues to sputter, then sure, this is going to be an issue as it should be an issue. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, what else, uh, what else did you learn at the Novacare Complex yesterday? Well, so the Jalen discussion. Okay. We got, yeah. Um, so Jalen was saying here, and I won't read the whole quote, but uh, he said, you look back at the first two games, you look at the total yards of offense that we had, 
first game, I don't know how much we had, but I know we had maybe 450 last week. Okay, that, right. So yeah, it wasn't very much in the first week. <laughs> that's so. pretty on par for what we've been able to do offensively. So when you think about how it gets done, that's what everybody else wants to talk about. And then, he, and then when it followed up about the way defenses are playing him, he says, what I'm telling you is it's not about me, it's about us. So if they are doing something there for me, we got 250 yards of rushing to do that. There are multiple ways to win. The thing I, I want to make clear is when did winning not become the main thing? I always say keep the main thing the main thing, where winning is the only thing that truly matters. Now, yeah. where I'm going to push back on Jalen a bit is okay. last year when they were undefeated, it very much was not about like it was like how how you're playing right and the standard and hitting that standard right, right? now now listen like Jalen Hurts is as good as he is because of the way he's wired yes. right and so if he needs to manufacture these slights uh, like the world is against me even though I'm on the cover of Time magazine and Sports Illustrated and like I'm the new Jordan guy that's fine you got to do what you got to do but. The whole, like, the, the, the winning is what matters, you know, having the lock screen of losing in the Super Bowl on your phone, if, the, if, if the, the whole point is to win the Super Bowl, then, yeah, it's only week two, and, yeah. you know, you stack wins how you can, and then you try to get better over the course of the season, and, you, and you, maybe you can get home field advantage, and that's what leads to it. But the way that they are playing is not uh, up to par with the way that he wants them to be playing, right? Sure. And so... Um, it's a little bit, I think, insincere. The, the, like, I thought winning was all that matters. Like you said, like last year there ain't no, and it's like we still got a lot to work on. Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden we got to be, we're going to be happy with, you know, subpar passing offense? I don't think so. Yeah, so I, I, I hear you. And, and you are right that he's, he's right. When you're 2-0, and like, like winning is what matters. Right, but how you win when you're talking about the Super Bowl aspirations, that that matters to how you're playing, right? Because ultimately, yes, the bottom line is to get the win. But when you're talking about the types of teams you're gonna have to beat and the way you're gonna have to play later in the year, and I know you work to it, Nick Sirianni said this yesterday, that the Eagles weren't uh, playing on February twelfth, the way you know, they look better on February twelfth last year than they look now, right? So so you work toward it. I I get all that. Um, and I think Jalen kind of acknowledged when he did his one A, one B that there is a standard that you try to play to, and the Eagles aren't playing to that standard, at least in the passing game, and that's where they need to improve. And I think anyone who's being honest in that building would tell you that. I mean, I have the numbers right here. What's the expression? Men lie, women lie, numbers don't, right? Um, uh, the pass offense 20 numbers can lie very easily. Yeah, the, the passing offense 29th, 162.5 yards per game. I mean, 162.5 yards per game is not what this team is is built to do. That's sure, and not there are other numbers that yes. uh, you know are are uh, probably better indicators of the the efficiency that they're they're putting together, and those numbers are not much better. So yes, um, all of that is true, and it's it's going to be interesting. I just like. It is true that really all that matters is stacking wins and staying healthy and yes. getting into the playoffs and being ready and getting better over the course of the season. Yep. But right now they are not playing up to what, what he would, I think, truthfully admit is his standard. So, Sure. Nor the standard, the organizational standard. Right. And that's a good thing, right? Because right. you don't want to peak at week two. And I thought, and I had, and, and by the way, I should put this uh, out there that, 
I didn't have an issue with like the week, you know, they ran the ball really well. They took advantage of that. It's more yeah, of course not. In, yeah. in, in week two. I, I think when you combine it week, with week one and you look at two weeks of the passing game playing this way, that's where the basis of the conversation is. Did you like the uh, Devontae Smith scripture that he passed to A.J. Mm. Brown? I did like the Devontae Smith scripture. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treated others. The standard you use in judgment is the standard by which you are judged. Yes. Uh, so Devontae gets, gets uh, daily messages, and he got that yesterday, and he shared that with A.J. Brown. And he shared that with the reporters assembling around A.J. Brown's locker. I like And you that. said that Devontae was like a little bit more um, talkative than normal about this, about this whole topic. He was just more talkative than, than normal in general. I mean, he okay. went up to, you know, we were, uh, the reporters were around A.J. Brown's locker, and Devontae comes in to the, into the mix, and he says, did you tell them what I told you? Mm. And then A.J. says, why don't you read it to them? And Devontae comes over with his phone and pulls it up, and he reads it to us. And then Devontae was, was very kind of honest, and, and he, he discussed A.J., discussed the offense. Uh, about the target thing, I brought up to him that – he, uh, he was at Alabama with all first-round picks. And, like, his receiving core every year was like that. And he says that really shaped him. That kind of that, – that, I think he used the term molded. I think he said that, mm. that molded him into where he is now. Like, it's another Batman thing and he's he, going with. And he prefers playing with it. And he said he's played the other way, and it's not as fun. And I was like, when did you play the other way? I thought he was going to say his rookie season. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. um, I think about that Tampa Bay game in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. He said when he was in high school. And then he said, and he watched Calvin Ridley early in his career uh, at Alabama. Um, but, yeah, you, you look at the teams he played with his junior or senior year. And he was also honest about, he's like, yeah, it's, it's not that much fun when you're not the guy getting it, right? It's, it's more easy to kind of explain when you are the guy getting it. Um, I think of the three, Dallas Goddard's the one who probably has the biggest argument right now for, like, why aren't you going to me? He has eight targets right now. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, Devontae was a little more talkative. And Devontae was – that was the, so yesterday was the first day of the week that reporters could talk to them. And Devontae's usually been like a Friday guy. Mm. A Friday guy for those who uh, – well, I, I, I imagine most people watching this aren't like, – like Friday's the lightest day there. Mm. It's like the get-out day. And oftentimes um, – And when, this week Friday is Saturday. Yes. Mm. And so when you speak on Friday, it's like – Sometimes you can get the best stuff on Friday because there's fewer people there. It's more relaxed. Uh, but also what you say on Friday is probably not going to be like big news because typically mm. it's coming out Saturday morning, you know. So there you go. Well, Zach, we are back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code PHLY. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code PHLY. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut... 
Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in ONT. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Uh, speaking of DraftKings, Zach, the, uh, the line on this game opened at uh, six and a half down to five on DraftKings Sportsbook. I think some places have it even as low as four and a half. I wonder how much of that has to do with the injury report mm. for the Eagles. What did you learn yesterday from uh, who might be returning for the Eagles? Well, so the good news for the Eagles is Reed Blankenship was back at practice. Uh, he was back there on a limited basis. Same thing with James Bradbury. Two important parts of that secondary limited basis, but but they were out there. That means James Bradbury's out of the concussion protocol, and he's in line to play. I spoke to Reed Blankenship, and um, he says he, he he'll be good to go. He actually thought if it was a Sunday game last week that he that he might have been able to get out there. He said that would have been up to the trainers the way he thinks he would have been able to go. Uh, as far as the those who did not practice yesterday, Terrell Edmonds with an illness. Boston Scott with a concussion, and then Quez Watkins with a hamstring injury. Quez Watkins was uh, working on the side as I got out to practice, so certainly something to monitor there. Uh, those who were limited was uh, it was Reed Blankenship, James Bradbury, Fletcher Cox, Zach Cunningham, Jordan Davis, Kenny Gainwell, Devontae Smith, Jack Stoll, and Josh Sweat. Typically, if you're limited on the first day of the week, you don't really have anything to worry about in terms of playing on uh, Sunday, in this case Monday. So the three injuries to really monitor here are Terrell Edmonds, Boston Scott, Quez Watkins. But it's good news for the Eagles that Blankenship and Bradbury are back. Do you think so? Edmonds, do you think does that mean I guess Blankenship and Evans back at safety and Sidney Brown in the mix or? Yeah. What's so, your expectation? so well, so Edmonds is an illness, so okay. we'll we'll see there. But 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 my, my expectation is Blankenship and Evans back at safety and a linebacker back tomorrow and uh, Cunningham? Cunningham. That's my guess. Yes. And then what about at nickel? So I, you know what, the Goodrich thing, I, I think it could be based on matchups, but I'm still leaning toward Goodrich. You sold me this time last week when you basically said, like, this is why Goodrich is on the roster. And I still think there are going to be certain matchups where you play Bradbury on the outside. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Bradbury saw, on the I inside. I saw uh, Josh Tolentino reported that, that he was working, Bradbury was working with the uh, Nichols coach at the end of practice yesterday, taking some reps there. Mm good report by Josh T. Uh, yeah, Ronnell Williams is, is the Nichols coach. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I, 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 I could see them both mixed in depending on the matchup, depending on who goes inside. Okay. Interesting to see. For the Bucks, uh, Ryan Neal, Vita Vea, Carlton Davis all limited, and uh, your boy Kalijah Kansi did not practice with the calf. That's going to be tough for uh, your line of scrimmage that is just according to all of the impartial observers, getting dominated by the yeah. Bo Wolf offensive line. Yeah, so Bo's burner accounts are in full effect today. Um, you know, Bo was up late last night creating a bunch of accounts like Jerry Colangelo here and uh, mm. uh, has, you know, he, he was attacking me with each one. I think it was Brian. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Jerry yes. was too busy uh, <laughs> hanging out with your boy, Sheriff Joe, but... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Okay. I mean, it's true. I, I, <laughs> okay. Say the truth here. Okay. On the PHLY Eagles podcast. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I feel like for you, it must have been hard falling asleep last night, harder than normal, knowing that you betrayed everything you believed in and just decided that offensive line doesn't matter. I don't understand why when I go offensive line and I have the better skill and you have the better skill position players, you rip on me then. And then when the inverse is true, because my offensive line in those situations is still good. It's still good enough. Yours is garbanzo beans. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, my offensive line is protecting a two and O team with the quarterback that is 87% on third downs. So just something. Oh, that's, well, that's, oh he's 87%. And, and, and actually has Baker even been sacked this year? Wait, I am the, I am the one who has Baker. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the Bucks offensive yeah, line. because he's getting rid of the ball quickly because he knows he can't hold the okay. ball with that offensive line. So now Jalen Hurts can get rid of the ball quickly to Mike Evans, to A.J. Brown, to Kate Otten. He's got, he's got <laughs> the Mr. Cotton. Swift. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else that, that is sort of on your radar about, about this matchup, Zach, as, as we uh, turn our attention there fully? Or was there anything else from Sirianni you wanted to talk about? Not necessarily from Sirianni yesterday, uh, nor from the locker room overall or, or Hertz. You know, we addressed the Hertz thing. It's, it's really trying to get this passing offense in sync. That's, that's the objective. Uh, that's a big deal. And um, that's going to be difficult yeah. this week because we know that Todd Bowles has done a good job against Jalen Hurts before. I think this defense is very good. Um, Todd Bowles is going to throw some stuff at Jalen Hurts. You know, this is, this is going to be a real test of – you know, if he can be uh, if he can be Johnny Nash and see clearly now. Um, so, yeah. So so let's talk about that for a second. You were there in Tampa in January 2022. Uh, you saw that whole thing materialize. Uh, a, it was difficult can, to see. I remember the glass was a little bit not well cleaned. It was dirty glass. You are such a glass snob. You were such a yeah, glass I mean, snob. if you're going to have glass, let's make it able to be seen through. It was dirty glass. Dirty glass. Okay. Yeah. Spider webs all over that thing? Come on. You're focused on the Bananas Foster. I'm trying to watch the football game. <laughs> Not focused on the Bananas Foster, but a little pregame uh, you know, or a little halftime energy. You can never, okay. you can never doubt that. Um, someone says, by the way, will there be a pregame show Monday? Yes, pregame show and a postgame show that, that right. Bo's going to be hosting. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that game, A, do you think that's relevant from – uh, a Bucks game plan perspective because the Eagles kind of dismissed that yesterday saying, oh, that, you know, two years, I think Jason Kelsey said like two years in football years is, is forever, number one. And then number two, from a motivational perspective, because Nick Sirianni played that down, Jalen Hurts didn't dismiss it, that like any piece of motivation is a good thing. I don't think it's relevant from a game plan standpoint. I think it is relevant from a from a, like a psychological standpoint, mm. like it's, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts shouldn't need extra motivation, but I think that, I think it, it tells us that, I mean, this is not breaking news. Todd Bowles knows what he's doing on defense. Like he can put together a good game plan. I think having watched, uh, you know, the Patriots and Vikings sort of stifle the Eagles passing defense in the first two weeks, I don't, I'm not expecting Todd Bowles to just be, uh, you know, drop an eight uh, 50% of the time again, but I think he's going to throw some stuff at Jalen Hurts to try to confuse him. And uh, I, I think that they're going to be relatively successful at that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be a hard game for the Eagles to throw the ball with a, with a lot of success like, like they had last year. So would your bigger concern, and I, I, I know it doesn't have to be either or, it can be both and, as Sirianni says, but is your bigger concern what uh, 
Todd Bowles does with the coverages or what Todd Bowles does with the blitz package? Uh, my bigger concern is the coverages. Okay. Um, because I think that when Jalen Hurts is seeing things well, he can beat the blitz fine. Um, he can also escape. Um, and, you know, we've talked about he doesn't look quite as dangerous mobility-wise through these first two weeks, but I, I, don't, I don't think that that's necessarily going to keep going. Um, I think what is also a concern here is that if the Eagles are not throwing the ball efficiently, they're not going to be able to just, you know, run the ball down Tampa Bay's throat like they did last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the Bucks' front is much stouter. So I think, it's a, I think it's a much more difficult matchup for them. I think they're going to have to trust you know, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard to sort of win some matchups. Now, it's a, it's a heavy zone defense, mm-hmm. um, I think fifth in the league, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Jalen Hurts sees and does. I, I, I feel a little bit worried about this mm-hmm. matchup for the Eagles, to be perfectly honest. Because of, of the, that, that Bulls defense? Yes, Okay, not because of Baker and, and the... No, yes, okay. I feel like I, I don't expect uh, the Eagles to put up 30 points in this game. Hmm. Hmm. And that game in 2022, if you're Sirianni, are you... Like Nick said yesterday, they were just looking at it for scheme stuff. Uh, is it something you are using? Because that, that really was a line in the sand game. I mean, that, that, was, a turn, that was an organizational turning point that game and I, I spoke to some guys about it yesterday and they said when they came back it was clear that they needed to improve their passing offense uh rich hoffman who does a great newsletter for uh phly you can you can get that daily it's in my inbox daily it, it came back as I was, it came in as i was prepping for the show i remember rich had a tweet that year mm, uh, a during, famous tweet yeah during the postseason when josh allen and patrick mahomes were going back and forth where he's like, this doesn't even seem like the same football, same brand, you know, same, same sport, s- yeah. same sport that the Eagles play. And by the way, you can say that now. When I watched those games on Monday night this week, and I saw uh, New Orleans, and I saw Pittsburgh, and and Cleveland, uh, and Carolina, I think I texted you like, this is not the same sport that the Eagles can play, mm-hmm. or that the Eagles played last year, right? Like moving the ball is such a chore offensively. Uh, so that that Tampa Bay game, the Eagles were dramatically different thereafter, you know. And I think the they were not uh, deceived by what got them to the playoffs. That kind of run and the running side, they they knew they needed to throw the ball. So I I think that that game is relevant. It's the last time they were down there. Uh, Jalen Hurts was not good that day, and Jalen's been much better since. So I am. Uh, I'm I'm curious if after the game there's anything that comes out about like that particular day if mm. the Eagles win. And how about the other side of the ball? You are uh, you are not generally worried about the Bucks offense. Not generally worried about the Bucks offense. I do think you know these receivers are really tough, right? We know that, um, and I don't think Baker's bad, uh, but I I think that the Eagles can get after them. That offensive line that I ended up with yesterday is not a particularly good offensive line, especially in the interior. Uh, Jalen Carter, this is the closest he'll play to his hometown. You know I like hometown stories. He's he's from the Orlando area. Um, I can see a What's big, that, a th- uh, three-hour drive? I think it's like an hour and a half, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've done Tampa to Orlando. Yeah, you know what? I think I have, too, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's not that bad. I was covering spring training one year, and uh, or a few years of spring training, but... I, I had to go back and forth between Tampa and Orlando for a few things. The Braves were in Orlando, Lake Bonavista, at uh, 
Disney World, and okay. uh, I was staying in Tampa where the Yankees and Phillies and a handful of other, you know, Blue Jays are in Dunedin, so uh, I think I pronounced that incorrectly, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I did Orlando to Tampa quite a bit. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> Just making conversation. <laughs> That's, a, that's what we call a no-sell in the business, by mm. the way. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I think on the other side of the ball, uh, the Bucks are not going to be able to run the ball very well uh, or effectively against this Eagles defense. They're not a good running team to begin with. You're not a Rashid, uh, a, a Rashid White guy. Uh, I am not. He, uh, he's, he's got 3.3 yards per carry. That's 35th of uh, 48 running backs, 33rd in success rate. It's mm. the worst of any running back who's got at least 30 carries. He, his, uh, you know, rushing yards over expected is the third worst in the league ahead of only Cam Akers and Dalvin Cook. And he's going up against an Eagles run defense that has been very, very good stopping the run. So, right. yeah, any, any handoff to Rashad White is a win for the Eagles. These are, so these are the top two run defenses in the NFL this week as, as far as stopping mm. rushing yards. Um, by the way, Bucks backfield, I like their backup running back a bit. Oh, because he's from Syracuse. Sean Tucker, yeah. Syracuse guy, yes. Yeah, I mean, he can't be that good if he can't get playing time over Rashad White. Well, he's an undrafted rookie. Uh, he's playing his third NFL game this week. So I mean, talent, we'll talent doesn't lie. Uh, Zach, uh, will you be buying tickets to the game on Monday night? I will not be buying tickets to the game on Monday night, but I am, uh, you know, I'm going to college football games this, this I'm going to a college oh. football game tomorrow. Uh I know, I know Tyler behind the glass is a big Penn State fan. I will, I'm going to a Penn State game later this year, but tomorrow, either Villanova or Temple, I, I have tickets to Villanova, and I've been looking for tickets to the Temple game. Uh, and where did I look? No place else. If, if I'm trying to find last-minute tickets, then game time, because game time is the best place to get tickets. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Uh, one of the great things about Game Times is the images of the seat views. I'm going to the game Saturday with my son. First time he and I are going to a football game together, and he's very curious about what the view is going to be. So mm. uh, we can go on to the app and literally see what that view is going to be. Is it, you know, which, are, are you behind the end zone? Are you high up? Uh, are you on a sideline? So that's, that's really valuable to see. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And the lowest price guarantee with event cancellation uh, protection, job loss protection, and more. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Zach, are you ready? Am I ready? I don't know what I'm ready for, but yes, I'm, I, am, I am pumped. I'm ready. Are you ready for the second edition of Goose Wisely? Oh, definitely. Wherein uh, we propose each other two relatively equal 
uh, possibilities for the game on Monday night. <clears throat> the other person picks. Uh, there will be eight matchups total, and then at the end, we each get to pick our golden egg, and those ones will be worth two. I'll go first. Are you ready? Again. If I said no, does that change the sequence of events here? No, it does not. Uh, what uh, would you rather have? DeAndre Swift tops 100 yards from scrimmage or Rashad White tops four yards per carry? DeAndre Swift coming yeah. off his big game last week. We don't know what the share is going to be like with Kenny Gainwell, a good Bucks and run so, defense, as you said. So this is including 100 yards for, for scrimmage could include receiving yards there as well. That is what from scrimmage yes. means. That's correct. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm almost buying time <laughs> as I'm debating this one. Uh, I'll go Swift 100 yards. Okay. If I don't feel that strong about that one. Uh, Swift. Claire now, what says, do you? Uh, a loyal listener, Claire says, "Bo really needs to wear a Willy Wonka hat for this." Um, I think you can like luck into four yards per carry sometime. I shouldn't say luck into it, but four One yards two, per carry, yeah. you can get a big. You, you, if you run the ball eight times and, and you get a big carry in sure. there, it, it can boost you up. So that's that's why I was going back and forth. Now, what do you expect the timeshare to be in the Eagles' backfield? I'm going to hold off on that because there's going to be another one where wow. that comes up. Wow. All yes. right. Okay. All right. You give me one. Okay. Mike Evans tops 100 yards or A.J. Brown tops 100 yards. Both just straight receiving. Straight receiving. Yes. No running back or, 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 or no reverses here. Beautiful graphic there from Tyler. Fantastic job. Yeah, that's really well done. Uh, I mean, threw it together in, like, in, in the middle of the show. Fantastic. I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go AJ Brown tops 100 yards. I don't feel great about that. Um, I think the Bucks might try to get Mike Evans on uh, a slightly hampered James Bradbury. Um, but I think the Eagles passing offense has a little bit more upside, so I'm going to go AJ Brown. What would you have, what would you have chosen? AJ Brown. I think this is gonna be a big AJ Brown game. I think uh, I think the Eagles are gonna put to rest that AJ Brown story. Then again, I said the same thing about Dallas Goddard last week. They went to him twice on the first drive, but it wasn't a big Dallas Goddard game. So mm. I, I do think though uh, I would take the over on all your AJ Brown props. All right, I got a big one here for you now, Zach. Uh, Josh Job plays the third most cornerback snaps. Okay. Or. Marlon Tui Pelotu, for the first time this season, plays at least 10 snaps. He has played six snaps yeah. and seven snaps in the first two games. Yeah, I, I feel more comfortable going with Josh Job here with the third most cornerback snaps than now, Marlon the, the, Theoretically, that would mean that Bradbury's presumably it's Bradbury in the slot uh, and Job on the outside, or you're betting on an injury. Or an injury, exactly. Um, Not betting on an injury, but yeah. I, I'm going with Job there. Just because I think if you're forcing Marlon T to do more, like, come on, play Jordan Davis more, play Milt Williams. No, Milt oh, Williams we've also been position. talking about Fletcher Cox maybe playing a few too many snaps. That's and true. also, if they're just on the field a little bit more, maybe you get two. I mean, it's yeah. only three more snaps. I feel like I feel good about this one. I'm going to, I think two is going to shot to hit 10. Andy Reid's mustache says, now this is a bow one. Um, that is a, that is a, that is a go, a good bow bet. Um, so the Eagles pass. For over 300 yards, 
or the Eagles pass for under 200 yards. Ooh, I like that one. That's a good one. Um, I think they're going to have to throw in this game. Hmm. I think they're going to have a little bit less success on the ground. So I'm going to say I'm going to go more likely that they throw for over 300 than under 200. Okay. I feel pretty good about that one. Okay. Maybe that's your golden goose. Maybe. What would you have chosen? Yeah, over, over 300. I mean, if, if they're under 200 again, like that's, that's our huge story next week is, is, come on, this passing game, which is averaging 162.5 yards per game, 29th in the NFL, cannot get past 200 yards. Come on. But what if they win? Then, you know, you should just be, yeah. you should just be saying, you guys are amazing. Uh, there's nothing to <laughs> complain about. A win is a win. That's win all that matters. I yep. thought that's what all that matters. It's easy to solve your problems at 3-0. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's one for you, Zach. Uh, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard, all three of them either score or top 100 yards. So it's a big day for all of them, right? Or... Jack Stoll and Olamide Zacchaeus, who both have not been targeted a single time this season, both have a catch. I'm going with the latter here. I don't think the Eagles get all three of those guys in the end zone, nor all three of those guys 100 yards. Well, uh, it could be either one. So, yes, like, let's exactly. say uh, A.J. Brown has 100 yards, but Devontae oh, and Dallas Goddard both catch a touchdown. Oh, so one of them. Okay, I, I see what you All of them hit at least one of those yes. two things. Okay, I see what you're saying there. Look, O.Z. is going to be the third receiver if Quez Watkins doesn't play. Uh, so maybe he gets a, a quick pass there. And then Jack Stoll and Jalen Hurts have this chemistry. They just mm. tr he trusts Jack Stoll. Uh, now, Jack Stoll, in one of the games we did earlier this week, uh, man, this has been a long week. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, uh, you pointed out We're just that, getting started, baby. What's that? I said we're just getting started. No, well, all, I, I think all, all the weeks hereafter are know, going to be are, are, are going to go by much quicker. You pointed out Jack Stoll's uh, – targets per route run yeah and and yeah. and Alameda is the exact same he's run more routes bearish on that yeah okay uh you're up next yes so this is the one I was referring to in terms of timeshare okay DeAndre Swift gets at least 17 carries Ooh. or Kenny Gainwell plays more staffs than DeAndre Swift I'm going to say Kenny Gainwell outsnaps DeAndre Swift. I don't want to, mm. I'm not betting on injuries, but I think that is a possibility uh, that that could happen. 17 carries in a game when uh, the Bucks have a very good run defense, and I presume they're still going to be sharing touches to some degree, feels like, feels like a few too many carries. So I'm going to go Gainwell outsnaps. Okay. Would you have taken Swift? Uh, I think Swift is going to play more this week, so yes. Okay. Uh, all right, my last one. Vita Vea and Jordan Davis finish this game with the same number of sacks. Or, at some point in the game, there's a non-offensive touchdown scored. Mm. I'm going with Jordan Davis and Vita Vea, neither one getting a sack. Well, okay, well, you don't have to predict that. Yes, you know. but the same. No oh, I'm going with the same number of sacks. Okay, I think that's that. probably the right choice. Okay, and I think I'll make that my golden goose. Okay. Well, I mean, save a little bit of drama here. You get one more. <laughs> oh, okay. You get sorry. one more one to propose. Yes, okay. My other one to propose. I'm sorry, Tyler. I, I sent Tyler five, so I'm going to go with my fourth one here. 
This is Hassan Reddick. Like he's never played Goose Wisely before. <laughs> I played it one other time. Uh, Hassan Reddick gets his first sack, or the Eagles don't mm. get a sack. Interesting. Now, you know, they didn't have a sack until the fourth quarter against New England. Uh, Baker's been getting rid of the ball quickly. He hasn't taken a sack. I still think it's more likely that Hassan Reddick gets his first sack than no sack, so I will take Reddick. Now, does a half sack count? For Reddick? Yes. Yes, a half sack counts. Half sack counts. Okay. Uh, all right. Now, you are going to take, you want the Vita Vea Jordan Davis same sack as your Golden Goose? Yes. Okay. That's your Golden Goose. I'm going to go with for my Golden Goose. Uh, now, it's got to be one you proposed, I think. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Eagles' uh, 300 passing yards. That's probably a good one to go with. Instead of uh, under 200 passing yards, because I don't think you're going to get that one at least. So that's a two-pointer for me. All right. Uh, Before we get to our predictions, Zach, it's time to talk to you about Moses Foco. (laughs) Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms, it's football and tailgating season, overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. Foco has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets, as you can see behind Zach. Foco always has our back and has your back as a Philly sports fan. And they have the best gear around, all you got to do is use the link in our description. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY for 10% off. All right, you feel like you're ready to, uh, ready to go, go prediction time? Anything else you need to get off your chest? This is our last episode before Monday. How are you feeling? Are you excited for the travel? Anything else before we get to the, uh, the prediction? Yeah, uh, always like being at the games. Um, but mean, now you're just rubbing it in. So- yeah, but you're the pre- and post-game host, right? You're the first person, all our, all our viewers tune in to see... This beautiful face. To see that beautiful face before and after, right? Maybe so, a little bit more skin on Monday night. Whoa, there. <laughs> there. Primetime, primetime bow. A little Nick um, Castellanos. Uh, oh, yeah. Unbutton the buttons. Yeah, keep on buttoning the buttons. Um, so, but, but, yeah, so I'm, I always like being at the, at, at, at the games, but... Uh, you know, you're you're away from you're away from the family for a few days. That's that's you that's, have the that's rest of your life with those kids. That's that's not the case. But uh, have have a, a lot I'm working on right now. So actually, have some time on on Monday to knock that out, or not knock it out, but to put a dent in some of that work. Uh, TKO it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but maybe the work will throw in the towel. I don't know. <laughs> and then honestly, I'm I'm excited. It's it's been a long time since Eagles played, so excited to see that. But further, just excited to get into this into a typical week. Like mm. there's there's a cadence to football season that I like. You know me, I have a very structured like mind, structured schedule, and uh, un- this has been an unstructured week, right? Mm. So I I like knowing okay. This is what the Monday is. This is what Tuesday is, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So uh, next week won't be typical because they go Monday to Sunday. But then thereafter, they have a, f- a few straight Sunday to Sunday. So actually, their next Monday game from here is uh, the after Chiefs the, game. After the bye. Yeah, the Chiefs game after the bye. So at least they're on Sunday. You're in good shape in October is what you're saying. Good shape in October. Yep. Okay. 
Yeah. No. Oh, although sometimes not. Sometimes, you know, those Halloween cookies put me mm-hmm. in bad shape in, in October. Yeah. What about you? What are Although you, technically, I think the Halloween cookies are is probably going to make you be in worse shape in November because it comes uh, at the end of the month, right? True. So, true. But uh, maybe just the anticipation of the cookies. You're just making cookies to to perfect your recipe, and you're just my daughter's slamming getting them into, nonstop. Yeah, my daughter's getting into making cookies now. So oh uh, yeah, so I there's like a little cookie jar. Mm-hmm. That um, like the only thing that could possibly make you more excited about a, a children's hobby than your son getting into football <laughs> is your daughter getting into making cookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that. Yep. Um, uh, by the way, we didn't talk about what Jason Kelsey said yesterday. What, how was his press conference? So, yeah, it was it was interesting in that. Um, well, from the football perspective, uh, he talked about Vita Vea. And he said Vita Vey is probably the best nose guard. He had a good conversation with A.Q. Shipley about that on the Pat McAfee show. Mm, I, I didn't listen to that. I watched uh, it last night, yeah. Yeah, what did he say? Well, he was talking about how, uh, you know, there are what makes him so difficult is that there are guys who you can prepare for having so much power and guys who you can prepare for because they're so shifty. Yeah. You can only, you know, every, every offensive line technique is uh, vulnerable against something. And the problem with going up against Vita Vea is he can do both of those things. Mm. Yeah, so I, I asked him, you know, I said, for a long time here, you did not really have a nose tackle to practice against. Mm. Has, you know, f- practicing against Jordan Davis in particular helped you for this type of matchup? And he said, he kind of rattled off all the guys who, I, I was kind of referring to the Peterson era, but he was saying how they had big Clifton Gathers at one point. He said Clifton was a huge human being. Then he said... But he they, didn't play the nose, really, yeah, right? Wasn't um, it, was, no, then he, he said had those had, long levers. He was, yeah. Then he said they had, they, had, um, they had Benny Logan here. Okay. He said they had Bo Allen, Honey Bobo, as he called him. Yeah. Uh, he said they had Haloni Nada for a year. So he said he's, he's practiced against some big guys, um, and, and he's, he's correct about that. But he I said, didn't think Clifton Gathers was going to yeah. get mentioned. That's uh, cool. But he said, he said to your point, he said, you know, Jordan Davis is, is practicing against Jordan Davis helps. He said, now Jordan Davis and Vita Vey are different types of players. Um, but that's, that's one thing that kind of came up in the conversation. He talked about uh, his comments about, like, the team being – yeah, uh, you know the temperature being high with the team, and he said it's okay to be uncomfortable, right? Like, and he's kind of giving this speech every every year that he likes that. Um, he talked about that last Tampa game where that when I said last Tampa game, that playoff game a few years ago, where his point, like I said earlier, is that's a long time in football years, you know, and 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 they've kind of changed. He has respect for this Todd Bowles style of defense. Um, he's actually one of the few guys was in the building when Todd Bowles was here. Uh, trying to think. Todd Bowles. Well, Fletcher Cox. Todd Bowles from Randy last Graham. year. Todd Bowles from last year. What? You remember that? No, no. That was the <laughs> was year after the year after the Todd Bowles was the defensive coordinator. Yeah. They played against Todd Bowles. Okay, in Arizona. And yeah. somebody asked Michael Kendricks <laughs> about what it was going to be like to play against Todd Bowles <laughs> from last year. And he was like, Todd. And he could not remember <laughs> that Todd Bowles was his defensive coordinator <laughs> the year before. He could not remember the interim defensive coordinator. No. I didn't know that story. Like, Todd Bowles. <laughs> Todd, Todd Bowles. Ah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, Todd. <laughs> Yeah, the guy who was leading the meetings, yes. Um, (laughs) That's a good story. Um, Yeah, so a lot of respect for for the Todd Bowles defense in the building here. Um, Last question before we get to predictions. Yes. 
if the Eagles lose this game, mm. what do you feel? What do you feel like the tenor will be? Will it be uh, you know the things that come crashing down? Will it be uh, some serious adversity? What do you what do you think will happen? I think the manner in which they lose would be relevant there. But I think if 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 they lose, there's 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 going to be a lot of um, angst in the city. Uh, you know, going into the Washington a home game against Washington next week. Uh, we talked throughout this offseason about how the Eagles needed to accumulate wins early in the season. The soft portion of the schedule is early in the season. I think Tampa Bay is better than um, maybe some people thought. Uh, Baker's playing at a higher level, and that, 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 that defense is playing real well. Uh, but I, I, would, I would guess that I – would, I would guess there's angst, and I would think it's misplaced angst, honestly. I mean, look, I'm not I, – I, I don't want to call myself a voice of reason. I think the Eagles are going to be fine. Like they're 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 loaded. Um, this is it's, I don't it's, know. it's a long season. Like they're going to be fine. I I would say to channel your boy Aaron Rodgers. I would say relax, relax. They're going to be fine. Okay. Do you disagree? I'm a, yeah. I don't I don't all the way disagree. But I just I, it's a little bit on my radar. Like the defensiveness that is sort of coming out of the Novacare complex right now about like, we're two and oh, what's everybody worried yeah. about? Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like their playoff argument. You know, you know, we only missed the playoffs like one year, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah. And yeah. it is different from last year. Like last year's two and oh looked a lot different than this year's two and oh. Um, I think, I, I think there's a real chance that they lose this game. Um, and I and I, I almost think that there is a uh, like they they sort of need to get punched in the mouth a little bit. Like I, I think they're a little bit um, we can we can sleepwalk through this on offense. Now I, I think that's a little bit unfair. Um, and again, we talked earlier in the week about how uh, you know rewatching last week's game, things looked a little bit better uh, than it did watching live. Um, I just I I, I have some expectation that they're going to still struggle a little bit offensively in this game. And I think that that conversation is going to continue a little bit. Okay. I mean, if look, if, if the passing game looks the way it did the past two weeks, then the angst would be justified. I'm not saying that it's indicative of how they'll be this season, but the angst, angst would be justified. Uh, I, I certainly hope, though, that the way that they've played the first two weeks has their attention, that they're, the way they're thinking about it's not – we're two and zero, and everyone's going overboard. The way they should be thinking about it is, is as Jason Kelsey has said, we're two and zero, but we could be one one, right? And that they're 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 not playing to their standard. Uh, so that's that's the that's I, I think that should be their messaging there. I think Nick should be pushing that button. It shouldn't be, guys, don't worry, everything's okay. Like you, I just think you look around that locker room. There's too many good players. Um, they're going to be fine. It, it would really surprise me if this team and and look, they are two and zero. Like well, the, sure. And the yeah. flip side to that is if they come out in this game and blow yeah. the doors off the Bucks yeah. and win by two touchdowns and look really good, and then all of a sudden it can be sort of a, a deep breath, like okay, that was just a slow start to the season. We are you yeah. know rounding into form a little bit. We're able to throw the ball. Um, then yes, that would be that would be. A much different conversation. You see, I, I think concern would be higher. I mean, not to compare it to like the the 2011 Eagles or the 2015 Eagles, but if you pick up some early losses and the idea is, well, we're real talented and we can just flip that switch, 
that's more of the concern. Maybe that's the conversation that's happening in Cincinnati right now, right? Um, where you look around this locker room, everything's going to be fine, right? We were 0-2 last year. We made the AFC Championship game. Um, the fact that the Eagles are 2-0, and like, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. I feel, I, I feel confident in that. I feel confident saying that. Okay. Well, why don't you give us your crystal ball deagle in that case? Yeah, so the point spread is uh, on DraftKings, it's five, like you said, mm. right? Um, the over-under, I believe, is 46. Okay, so you're going to predict <laughs> uh, a 26 to 20 Eagles victory? Uh, <laughs> close to it. <laughs> close to it. Um, slightly over, 27-21. Uh, okay. Now, yeah. do you think this is going to be a 27-21 uh, that is not as close as the score. The Bucks get a late you know, touchdown a to cover. Back door, or is this going to be one cover, where it's even closer yeah. than that, and the Eagles get away by the skin of their teeth? No, I, I think this is one where uh, it's kind of like a back and forth game in the first half. Okay, the Eagles blow the door open in the no back and forth game in the first quarter. The Eagles explode in the second quarter, like they did last year. Another touchdown in the third quarter. It's a double digit point differential going into the fourth quarter Tampa scores a late touchdown they get the ball back in the final four minutes and then it's ooh, you know is there reason for concern similar to week mm. one uh and then the defense holds firm yeah Baker Mayfield can't make a few plays uh the defense gets after them Jalen Carter steps in pushing you know hometown he, boy Jalen Carter penetrates and Jason uh, Williams is in the stands hooting and yeah. hollering Warren Sapp went to the high school same high school Tell, tell the uh, viewers the, uh, the Jason Williams connection. Yeah, and maybe this is something that... White be, chocolate. Maybe this, this is something that will be, that will be explored further later oh, this okay. year. Oh, okay, sorry. But um, Jason Williams, the, uh, a basketball player who I was a fan of because I was a huge Chris Webber fan, and of so course. I was really into that Kings team. How often uh, did you try on the, on the playgrounds the behind-the-back elbow, elbow pass? Oh, oh, yeah. Try it. I mean, I... Like, I you perfected it? No, but I should have practiced my like, actual fundamentals mm. more than I practiced that. And then the other thing I, I used to try to do... Did you ever do, pull it off in an actual game? Not in an actual game, hmm. yeah. How about a pickup game? Uh, not in a pickup. I think anymore. I remember trying it a couple okay. times in an in an actual game, and maybe it worked once. Yeah. In fifth grade, there was that Allen Iverson commercial. I couldn't yeah. get my elbow all the way around to make uh, it sort of like a a lateral pass, so it had to go backwards a little bit. Rookie the year, Jason Williams was was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then the 55, you didn't see guys wearing, you didn't see point guards wearing 55. Uh, so <laughs> that wasn't on my radar. That's funny. What's that? Just that he was the, the number. The number didn't... Wasn't, oh, really? Wasn't oh, the number was very... I was very yeah. into player numbers. Oh, uh, interesting. So, uh, Jason Williams was actually a coach of Jalen Carter's in basketball. Um, Jalen Carter played with Jason Williams' son, I believe. So, could be a good story down the line. Mm, there you go. Um, I, uh, I'm on the fence here. I think I'm going to go ahead and, and predict a 26-23 victory for the hometown Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Whoa. Uh, a bit of an upset. Mm -hmm. I think the Eagles uh, <clears throat> skitter a little bit. The <clears throat> uh, Todd Bowles continues to have Jalen Hurts' number. Uh, Mike Evans makes a few big plays. The middle of the Eagles' defense is an issue. And uh, they come home with a uh, all of a sudden in a, in a little bit of a of a state ahead of a short week against the Washington Commanders who ended their, uh, their unbeaten streak at the beginning of last year. And how do you think the game plays out from a passing game perspective? I think the Eagles struggle to pass the mm -hmm. ball. Uh, and I think that it's going to be a lot of 
continued uh, having to take short completions. Uh, not, a, not a ton big downfield. Um, and I think uh, it's going to be like a, a tight game throughout, and the Bucks will have a late field goal to win the game. And now we, we're not a talk radio show. We're an online video show here. But we do have comments here. The mm. com- so the comments... In Very the, upset. The comments... In, no, I'm saying the comments in the post-game show, oh. if this plays out, if this materializes the way you say, and uh, you and Jamie are, are reading some of these comments on the screen, what's, what's the, the tenor? What's the mood of the fan base when, if and when that happens? Uh, probably it's like, Bo, why did you uh, make this happen? Mm. Uh, we hate you. But boy, are you handsome. Yeah. Uh, stuff like Your that. Your wife's watching, I assume? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it will be, uh, what's wrong with Jalen Hurts? Oh, okay. And if you ask Jalen that, what's wrong with you? What does he say? <laughs> we got a winning record. I mean, <laughs> what are you so worried about? Okay. We'll see what happens. Lion doesn't, a lion doesn't concern himself with sheep? Yes. The lamp is always full. The lamp is always full. The lamp is never full. <laughs> which, which is it? <laughs> I think the lamp is never full. The lamp is never The yeah. lamp is always full. Lamp no, I think the lamp full. is never full. The I think you're, all, you're, still, you're always trying to fill the lamp. Mm. Yeah. The lamp is occasionally on. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, a full week yeah. of PHLY Eagles podcast episodes. We will be back on Monday before the game with a pregame show. Jamie Lynch and I. Jamie Lynch and me. Jamie Lynch and I. Jamie Lynch uh, and I will be on it. And yes, It'll be, yeah, you, will, you will be watching Jamie Lynch yeah, and me. Yes. Uh, Zach will be there to uh, to not Skype in or Zoom in, but it's a, it's a separate program. But yes. you will be there. I will be there. We will get to hear from you before and after the game. After and, the, the game. And, and for all our audio listeners, we'll work out the audio to make sure that you don't mm. hear that echo that you heard in the in, in the background. I give you my word on that. Interesting. <laughs> You're not the one who does the no, but actual I'm saying, uh, audio editing. So for you to give your word. No, okay. So what I'm trying to do here, Bo, okay, <laughs> what I'm trying to do here is convey to our audience that I'm list that we are yes. listening to them, that their comments, first off, we're grateful for everyone who's watching and listening and that it's and reading Extremely on, grateful. and reading on all PHLY.com and that it's not falling on deaf ears. Like we are taking this and we will workshop it to make sure that there's not that echo in the background. All right. There you go. Um, so check out allphly.com. Read Zach's story from last night. Anything else that comes up? And we'll talk to you on Monday for Zach and Tyler and everybody else. We thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And as always, we love you. Mm-hmm.